You've got questions. We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I've spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create and maintain meaningful relationships that contain sizzling sex without the shame. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Today, the letter is Z, and Z is for Zoom sex, and we've made it around the alphabet again. Uh, Joining me today is Slave Sophie. She's an own pansexual polyamorous slave. She's married to her master and has been so almost 19 years. They've been active in the public lifestyle of about eight years with six years of that being devoted to living in a 24-7 relationship, having moved from a dominant submissive to a master-slave relationship about three years ago. She's working to blend her vanilla life and love for BDSM and kink. She's a licensed therapist early in her career who's working diligently to bring opportunities to those in the LGBTQ community who don't have options in her rural area. She was part of the inaugural year of the Kink Aware Therapist Training Program at Kink Therapy Certification Institute and is a member of the Hard Pink Sisterhood Carolina chapter. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be here. It's great to have you. So um, let's talk a little bit about what I had in mind for today. Okay, we've done a number of shows on COVID, but as things are opening up, things are evolving. So um, I wanted to talk about the use of things like Zoom and videos in connecting. Um, and and specifically, we want to talk a bit about BDSM as it relates to using these things when we're at a distance. And so, you know, both of us are polyamorous, so we're both experienced with the idea of being at a distance from some of our people. Um, and I'm not sure, how has it been for you? Have you gotten much use out of Zoom during this time period? Oh, absolutely. Um, not only am I doing my work over Zoom, um, Our uh, leather family lives in North Carolina and we're in Virginia. So we use video and and Zoom and other platforms to connect constantly. Oh, right. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Things like, so one of the things that I found really interesting is like now people have watching parties, you know, um, which I found fascinating. So everybody's on Zoom and they're watching multiple televisions and screens together. Um, I haven't yet done that. I've been invited to a couple, but I haven't made it. Um, But um, have you experienced something like that? What have you thought? Uh, I actually did do that for uh, my slave sister's Jade's birthday uh, happened during COVID. So uh, I was able to get all of our slave sisters together and some of our hard pink sisters. And we did a watch party over Zoom. Um, It it was a little touch and go for a while because there were some things that we had to iron out, like happens with any technology but um, I think, you know, it's, it was a, a really great thing to connect with a lot of people and to be able to really feel like you're experiencing it. I think it's. So how did, um, how did I'm curious about this. So how do you feel like you're experiencing it together when you're doing it that way? Well, um, for me, it was just I'm, I'm a visual person. So being able to see the people and talk to the people and get the emotions on the face and the uh, the 
the, the differences that you don't get when you're, you're just have a, a listening environment. Absolutely. That's really cool. Um, I mean, I think, you know, those people who watched V, um, we did V was for Vibe. Uh, and, oh, by the way, it, um, you may not be aware, guys, but we did put the video of that up on YouTube. You know, as you know, this is a podcast, so it's auditory. Um, but I always record on Zoom when I'm doing this because it's the easiest platform to use, which means that there is a video component. I just very rarely load them up. But um, we did do VS for Vibe and we put it on YouTube. Um, and it is very funny if you haven't seen it. And in that episode, I um, met with Raylene Toskowski, who um, does um, a sex ed thing um, with comedy. So it's stand-up comedy sex ed, and she's an absolute riot. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's wonderful. She's in Connecticut. Um, And um, the topic was app-controlled vibrators. And I have, um, and I've actually added two things to my collection since the show, but I have quite a collection of stuff, um, in part because I have a partner who, I have more than one partner who's at a distance from me, Um, but I have um, an MS partner who's at a distance from me. And so, Sir um, likes to be able to interact with me, even though we're at a distance. And app-controlled toys give somebody the opportunity not only to interact, but if you're into BDSM, the, somebody gets to control the action, which is really cool, right? It's a lot of fun to do it that way. Um, oh, absolutely. My uh, my master and I have, have played with that a little bit as well. And he gets so much joy out of turning it on, like when I'm talking to my mom or when I'm talking to somebody that I shouldn't like that I have to keep a, a clear face and a clear voice. So he's a jokester like that. <laughs> it's always a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I kind of grin and bear it when that happens, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> you get very used to having a straight face. Well, depend also depends on the, the volume of the toy. Um, I don't know if you guys know, um, I don't know if you spend much time apart. Um, we do. When, when, when the world is open, I travel a lot. I'm in the U.S., um, every couple of months. And um, one of the things that Love Sense came out with, which is really cool, is um, not only the app-controlled vibrator, so they've got a rabbit vibrator, but they also have a, a, a masturbation sleeve for men. And the, you can hook the vibrator and the sleeve together. Oh, wow. I didn't realize they had that. Yeah. And so it's like, so... He can move and you feel the move and you move back and he feels the move. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. I can't wait. I've got to check that out. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> like I said to people, if you have a partner with a penis and you have a vagina, this is a great, a great combination. Um, and I mean, you know, you, you run into some difficulties um, like any thing that's being run on Wi-Fi, um, of course, right? You might have difficulties with connection, but but overall, it's a pretty good product um, and and a lot of fun, and and it's great. I think for people who are separated for long periods of time, um, it gives that extra element, so you're not just seeing each other; you're actually feeling each other's movements, which is really cool. Um, okay, so. Um, I found it interesting how much time people are paying, are spending on Zoom at this point. Um, I don't know about you, but I, because I'm obviously working um, 
online now. Uh, I always did some work online, but now I'm doing everything online. Um, and, and then I'm socializing online. And so I'm spending sometimes 16 hours online, which is just a so, lot. Yeah. So let's talk a bit about, um, you know, we've, we will talk more about all the good fun things about, about being able to use this platform. But let's talk a bit about the impact of that on your energy and your body when you're not, you know, changing location. You're probably not getting up and moving as much. Um, I, I, I get certainly, sore. You do. Hmm, absolutely. So you find you get sore. Um, do you find um, that your eyes get sore? Yes, yes. I have found that um, my eyes will tear up more than they usually do. Um, I actually have to take screen breaks. My eyes are super sensitive, um, especially when I go out in the sun. So anything that has to do with light, um, I always try to take a break from every so often, if, if possible. So I don't know if you know about this, but I do because I, I wear um, very focals. Um, and at the moment, the very focals in front of a screen are really a problem because unless the screen is small, you end up seeing the part of the screens in your distance vision and part of the screen is in your um, is in your um, middle vision and part of it's at your reading level. Ah, gotcha. So it looks uh, like one of those 3D yeah. puzzles in effect. Yeah. And so um, you really need to... I needed to, to, to get just screen glasses instead of very focal so that I don't have that um, issue. And um, on top of that, in addition, um, it's being in front of the screen does weird things to your eyes. So they've got blue light filters, glasses that so you can get non-prescription glasses, but that will filter out blue light. You can also get stuff that you can put on the screen to filter out blue light and that will make it easier if you're sitting in front of the screen a lot. So it's something to consider looking at um, because it, it really, we're spending so much time here. Um, the other thing that's been recommended a lot is instead of having seated chairs that people have standing desks or kneeling desks or options. Now that's not always so easy for us to have many options. I don't know about the space you're working in, but I'm working in a pretty small office. And so I don't have loads of places to put things, but just something that will allow us to change our um, location and to change our body position. So that we're not quite so sore. And then remembering um, that you want um, to have uh, breaks and stretching. Yes, that's so, so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we're a couple minutes from break. Um, when we come back, I want to talk a bit about um, the limitations and the concerns people have about Zoom, but also talk about what's going on in your area of the world. Let's talk a bit about opening up and how things are how things are going in your opening up process. I'm not sure where Virginia's at right now. We're still pretty shut down. Um, and um, also um, talk some about the kind of BDSM aspects you can have um, at a distance using this medium um, and things you can play with and the events that are around and the events that are missing. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. So we'll be back. Um, Super in a excited. Of, <laughs> we'll be back in a couple of minutes um, after a word from our sponsors. Um, remember, guys, um, that you can write in with your questions 
via email, Beth at drlauriebethbisbee.com, and I will answer those questions on the show. It doesn't matter whether your questions have to do with the show that I'm doing. If I get a question in the weeks in between, I will always answer the question as quickly as I can from when you send it in to me. So you can ask me a question about anything to do with sex or relationships, anything at all. There's no taboo subject. And the only bad question is a question that you didn't ask. And I'm sure all of you have heard that before. So please do email in your questions. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlauribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Um, And today is Z is for Zoom, and I am joined by Slave Sophie. And before the break, we were talking about um, the different applications for Zoom during this um, lockdown period. And I did say we would talk a bit about um, BDSM and and the use of Zoom. And um, um, for me, one of the things that's nice about this is that – it's a reasonably stable visual medium. So you can actually create scenes that you can engage in on camera. Um, I understand that there are some rules about what you're really allowed to do on camera. I don't know if you'd heard about that. No, I haven't. Do tell. I'm I'm Somebody told me (laughs) that you have to, somebody told me that being uncovered is not acceptable, which I thought was interesting. Um, because not, that's what I would use it as, as, as far as an MS or DS dynamic. I mean, that would be a great tool. Yeah. I mean, I think it is a good tool. Um, I, I think it's, it's portable. 
as well. And I mean, I tend to use Zoom. I don't use Zoom as an app most of the time. I'm using Zoom on my on my desktop because it's the biggest screen I've got. So it gives me um, the best um, uh, real estate, as it were. Um, gotcha. But um, you can use it on computers and you can also use it on iPads and other kinds of pads and phones. And so what's quite nice is you can actually create a three-dimensional environment by using different um, pieces of equipment and signing in to the meeting from different pieces of equipment. So you can end up with a 3D environment. And I'm not sure if you've tried that, but um, I've been to um, a couple of, of group events where that's what they've done. So you had um, the sense of really being in the room because you had a number of different views that you were getting. Oh, that's fantastic. No, I haven't done that. But you know, I've, I'm getting so much from this. I'm, I'm going to try so many things now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I wonder if there's anything that you would feel uncomfortable doing on this medium. On camera or on this medium? On this medium. Yeah, this okay. medium. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get the um, – probably intercourse. That would be um, sexual activity. I don't know. Um, just because – I'm not sure about the consent with two people. I would, with it being Zoom, I I don't know. It just seems a little murky for me. So if it's just me, I understand that. But if there's another person involved, it it muddies the water a bit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I do think that this is a great time to talk about privacy and and what privacy there isn't, right? Yeah. You know, even with the extra security measures built in, I don't know if you remember earlier in the, um, in the lockdown, people were hacking into Zoom um, uh, meetings and putting pornography in the Zoom meetings. And um, that was seen as like quite upsetting, as you might imagine. Um, and it, it's, you know, it was, it was people were finding it easy to hack in and then they instituted some further protection. So it was harder. But despite that, I'm always aware that I'm on the internet. And I think that perhaps because of my age, I have a much better understanding of what that might mean for the future than some of the younger people who use all these mediums and don't think about the fact that whatever they're doing is going to exist on into infinity and they may not want it to exist on into infinity. I certainly would not have wanted some of my early escapades on video. I can just tell you that. Absolutely. I have said that before. Um, where I am, I'm, I'm kind of right on that line there. I grew up with technology, but I was just a couple of years shy of all my bad stuff appearing on the Internet. So I'm so very thankful that that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely there's things I would not have wanted to, to, to be able to go and find. But I think people don't often think about this because if you're having a private meeting with me, you don't think of it as being on the Internet particularly. And what you need to realize is that, first of all, there's recording like I'm I'm recording now. Now, when you record on Zoom, it says recording. So everybody should be aware of it because it'll be in the top usually left-hand portion of the screen. And so you know that you're being recorded. Mm -hmm. And I would say that if you're, if you're having a date and and this is one of the areas that's been really interesting to me, if you're meeting people for the first time and you're dating on zoom, that you should be aware to look for the recording bit. 
Yeah. Cause you may not want Absolutely. a date recorded and, and, and that's something that you're supposed to have consent for, but people don't always. Um, I so know for me, if I could just put this out here, yeah. um, if I do push the record button, I will always verbally say, Hey, I'm hitting the record button now. I just wanted to make you aware of that in case you weren't. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, the only time I don't do that is when I'm doing this show, because by its very nature, everybody knows we're recording because it's a show. Um, but, um, but apart from that, yeah, no, if I'm going to record, I tell people and I get their consent, I get their explicit consent to record. And one of the things that I discuss with clients, of course, is what's going to happen to the recording. Right. Right. So I don't, I rarely record clients, but if I'm recording a client, it's usually there's a reason for it. And they want to know where is that recording going to be stored and what's going to happen to it. And so I'm suggesting that even when you're talking about going to events, if you're going to a munch online or a conference or um, a play party, and yes, there are play parties online, whatever it is you are doing that you, you ask whoever's running the event about the recording situation. Now, um, it's on the event producer's end where they, the person who starts the Zoom, who's got those controls and restricts those controls. So you make sure things like nobody else can record this. I mean, you can't stop somebody from holding a phone at the screen, but it'd be pretty obvious. You would be able to see it. Right, right. And if if it was that much of an issue, you could always just put up a, a picture and not the video and do audio. That That's is right. an option, although it's not, you don't get the same type of experience, but it's an option. Yeah, it's an option you always have. You don't, you can choose to, to not use your video. Um, but I would be asking if something's being recorded, where, where is this recording? What's the purpose of this recording? Um, is, where is this recording being kept? Um, with Zoom, you can record to the, um, the cloud in your Zoom account. Um, and then you can download it, um, or you can record to your local computer. So if somebody's really uncomfortable and there's a reason you want to record, you could actually record direct into the local computer. And that, that doesn't mean that you're not still on the internet, of course. And some people get confused by this. You're still on the internet. That's how you're connecting to each other. And in theory, that means somebody could grab hold of your stuff. However, the recording won't be living on the internet. It'll be living on the person who is making the recordings computer. And so sometimes that feels a little safer to people. Sometimes. And, you know, it, it can be just as dangerous as somebody grabbing it if it's the wrong person. Yeah. And so it is something that I think people ought to consider when we're talking about having dates and, and having play parties and play sessions and having sex on the computer that you're aware that it may not only be that person that you are connecting with that can gain access to your intimate discussion, to your intimate images. Um, and that's something to consider if you, if you have concerns about that. I mean, I, I don't particularly have concerns about it, though I wouldn't want a whole bunch of strangers, you know, looking at my images. Of course, nobody wants that. That's, that's well, a violation. Well, yeah, it is a violation, but some people do that for a living. They don't particularly care. I don't. I would care. You know, Absolutely. So, and, and my owners would care. Mine too. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things where I think people often don't think this through the same as, um, and, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I want to talk about this further because we're a couple of minutes from break. I want to talk about this further in the next segment. Um, it's just sort of risk assessing who you're going to play with and what events you're going to go to. 
What um, a great topic. I love that topic. <laughs> I mean, it's an important thing off screen, but it's an important thing on screen too. And I think that one of the things that happens is, is that people think for some reason that they don't need to do that as much on if this. If they can see the person. Well, just seeing the person and not being near the person. Like they understand why you That's risk it when somebody can grab you, but they kind of think that they can just easily get rid of somebody that they meet in this way. And that's not always true. And although I'm talking about not recording and recording, that's when people are doing it. Honestly, there are software things that do screen grabs and recording and things like that. Oh, absolutely. You you know, you need to be aware that if somebody wants your material it's probably easier for them to get it than you think. Not if they weren't part of the conversation. So I'm not saying that somebody will find me easily on the internet when I'm doing something I haven't announced publicly, right? If I haven't announced it publicly, you have to, you know, you have to know an awful lot about me and my equipment and where I'm located in order to do that. It would be happenstance in that situation. It would be somebody accidentally finding it. And going, oh, this is interesting. I want it. Um, but um, but if you've invited someone into your digital space, there are lots of ways to grab your likeness, um, your video, your material, the things that you write. And there are lots of uses for them. So um, we'll be back in a minute after words from our sponsors. And let's talk about keeping safe on the Internet. Fantastic. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. This is the A to Z of sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? 
it's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey everyone, welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. This week it's Z and Z is for Zoom sex and I am with Slave Sophie. And before the break, we were getting ready to talk about keeping safe on the internet. Um, and, you know, this is a topic I always find interesting because it's a topic that, um, as a parent, um, the schools have raised over and over again. And they usually focus on keeping your kids safe on the Internet. But often adults think about, don't think about keeping themselves safe. Oh, absolutely. Internet. Yeah, you, you don't, you know, when you're a kid, you think, oh. Well, nothing's going to happen to me. And when, when we're an adult, we kind of carry on with that, that thought. Um, my master actually uh, got his identity stolen yesterday, we found out. And that's one thing that I never thought would happen. Okay, so that's a pretty horrible thing when that happens, when your identity's stolen. And, and, and when God, that leads to all sorts of stuff, yeah. right? Got it. <laughs> Nightmare. Yeah, deal with credit cards and bank accounts and all sorts of stuff. That's really, really, yeah, frightening. I had never heard this. They tried to file unemployment in his name. Who does that? I mean, it came straight to her house. I, I don't get it. But, hey, maybe it works for some people. Well, you know, I mean, some people are bright about it and some people aren't. I know of people who've had their identity stolen and somebody's been very smart and had mortgages out and things like that. And they would never have wow. found it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they would never have found out if they hadn't gone to get credit themselves under their own name and discovered that they couldn't get credit. And found out why, you know, because nothing was coming to their house. Obviously, the person who was stealing his identity wasn't terribly bright. <laughs> Just send it to him. Right, exactly. Not Thankfully. Very, yeah, yeah, because that means there's less damage there. If right. they're not very bright, then there's less damage there. But things like, um, you know, there are programs that can capture your image. There are programs that people can set up. So um, a lot of people are trying to date now on zoom because they haven't a choice so instead of having you know lots of talking on okay cupid and fet life and you know open and all the places that people would talk and then they'd go and have a first meet um that isn't an option for many people right now and so they're having their first meets on zoom and they're not doing the same due diligence that they would do if they were meeting someone in person and yet they're disclosing things to these people you hit the nail on the head right there, due diligence. And I think that people think if I can see the person, well, they, they, they're not going to be able to trick me if I can actually see them. And it's, that's just not the case. Yeah. I mean, you need to know about the people that you are um, getting involved with, um, particularly if you're going to give them access to your intimate thoughts, feelings, dreams, ideas, um, give them access to your body. I mean, I'm always amazed at how many people have Psycho. sex. Yeah, well, they have sex before they know anything about the person they're having sex with. It happens all the time. Um, and then, and then, a lot of times, what's really interesting to me is it's and and these aren't people who are choosing to have one night stands because that's what they feel like doing. And uh, you know, you all know me by now. There's no judgment here. If somebody wants to go and have one night stands and they're enjoying their sex and that and everybody's consenting you know, have fun. Absolutely. Right? But that's not what I'm talking about. A lot of times people will, will meet somebody, they'll connect, they, and they'll have sex, and then they'll feel guilty because they, they come from a background where you don't 
have um, casual sex. So they create a relationship around the sex they're having. Yes. I, I have seen that time after time after time. You know, they know nothing about this person. They don't know whether they're compatible. They don't know whether this is a relationship that they want to have, but they will create a relationship around that sex and um, and then later find out that a person maybe is dishonest, a person's married, a person's um, uh, said they were employed and they're unemployed, um, that maybe they have a criminal record. I mean, there's all sorts of things that they'll find out later. Now they're in a relationship and it's much more difficult to extricate themselves. Absolutely. So I'm always advising people to find out who you're talking to. <laughs> Take the time to get to know the person. Um, and particularly if you're getting involved in BDSM play, um, where we're all taking a larger risk, I would say, than, um, if, um, than just um, classical sex. Although there are risks that you're taking there. They're not as, it's not the same, it's, it's not as much a risk. I think when you're involved right. in BDSM, it's a big Different risk. risk. Yeah. And, I, you know, people are funny about getting... Um, um, references and stuff. It's really interesting to me. You know, have like you been called for a reference before? Nope. I haven't once. either. Not once. Not once. And I know people really well. Right. Like, so I would be a good person <laughs> um, within my particular group in the community, you know, because I, I, I do things publicly. I know a lot of people pretty well, and I would be a good person to call to say, hey, you know, uh, Jane blogs or Joe blogs or, you know, um, what do you think of this person? Um, are they a safe human? And you Absolutely. Can, and that's so important. Yeah. And you can give a reasonable reference for somebody you don't like, by the way. Right. I don't have to like somebody to give a decent reference. Right. For them. Right. And, it, you know, it, you go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. You, you were saying you don't have to like somebody to give them a good reference. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, um, I have to trust that they're a good person. I have to feel okay about the way they interact with people. My reasons for not liking them can't be because they're a dick, right? If I feel right. they're a dick, I'm not giving them a good reference. Just right. saying, there it is. But, you know, if the reason I don't like them is just because you know, they're not my cup of tea, there's no, no connection. And I'm it's just, a personal click. Yeah. Right. That's right. Then I can perfectly give them a reference. You know, I can, I can, I can be, I remember giving a reference about a guy who was really um, obsessive in a, in a kind of, um, he was really boring. I'll just say it. He was boring as hell. I couldn't stay in a conversation with him for 10 minutes because he was boring. Uh, what he talked about didn't interest me, but he also, he had no tones in his voice. So he would talk like this and keep talking like this with one tone on and on in one long sentence with no breaks on and on. Well, I'm Southern, so you sure can't say that about me. I definitely have a distinct voice. <laughs> yeah. So I met, the, you know, I, I couldn't be around this guy because it would dry. I, I, he put me to sleep. But I had a friend who um, had met him and she thought he was hot and she wanted to see if he was a safe pair of hands. And, you know, he was known as being a safe pair of hands. There were, you know, I'd never seen him do anything inappropriate. He always got consent. He, you know, so I gave him a great reference. Um, 
I was glad she didn't ask me if I liked him because I was here's a related topic that I I was talking about this with one of my slave sisters just yesterday. And I'm going to ask you as well. I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm not positive. If you see a newbie in the scene and you see big red flags, do you talk to the person or do you not talk to the person? Depends on the situation. Depends on the situation. You know, first of all, um, as somebody who has been doing this over 30 years, I know that sometimes something looks like big red flags and there aren't any. I've had people interrupt my scenes because they thought that there were big red flags and I wanted to kill the person. It was like, no, actually, we negotiated this. We negotiated this, you know, we negotiated this really humiliating, really, you know, vicious scene. And I was having fun and you just ruined it. Oh, no, no. I would never interrupt scenes. That's that's not my thing. I have that done once and... I would never, ever do that to someone. So, you know, would I talk to somebody, somebody new if like the, the, the biggest Casanova was going after them? And, you know, we all know that this guy goes after the new pretties and, you know, shiny, shiny, and then drops uh-huh. them. Would I yep. say something? I don't know. I mean, it depends. If I thought somebody was dangerous, yeah. If, some, if I feel somebody's dangerous, definitely. If I feel somebody might break somebody's heart, that's none of my business. Absolutely. And I think that that is the line that you have to ask yourself. You know, I mean, you know, I might think he's a he's an absolute shit because he picks them up and drops them and picks them up and drops them. But that's not my business. But if I if I know that this is a guy who violates consent over and over again, or this is a woman um, violates consent over and over again, then I will say something. Um, I won't necessarily be very brash and direct. I am known for being direct, but I might actually talk with them about consent. I might actually say, you know, what kind of negotiation have you done? And what kind of consent and, and kind of end up giving them a mini lesson there. Um, but otherwise I, uh, no, I won't. It, um, I mean, there are people who make lousy relationship partners and um, yeah, they do create some emotional damage, but they're, they're not, um, they're not injuring people. And I expect right. people to be grown ups and know how to manage their lives. I'm not going to interfere there. I don't want to be the mom that interferes in everybody. <laughs> no, me either. God, I don't no. need that drama. <laughs> no, me either. And I mean, you know, to be fair that, you know, people, people will ask me and will look to me. Um, but I've been in situations where people have paid absolutely no attention to what I said. And I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. You know, yep. have fun. that's, you know, you asked for my advice. I gave you my advice. You can pay attention to it or you cannot pay attention to it. It's your, up to you. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Um, I do think that we are responsible for trying to um, make sure if we know somebody in the community is, is very dangerous in trying to make sure that they're not able to hurt people. You know, I do think we have that responsibility. Um, but it, it, the problem for many people is figuring out what, what dangerous really means. Like, you know, where's that line that you're going to intervene? Um, and who makes the decision? Right. Who makes the decision? And sometimes, well, all the time, that's gray, shades of gray. That's right. And, it, and it's been a very interesting one for me. I mean, I had somebody explain to me why it was that as a female, I couldn't um, actually choose to surrender to a male um, because I couldn't be making that decision of my own free will because the culture is, is um, what is uh, brainwashing me into that. Um, and That's we're one minute from break. Yeah, that, I, that, that annoyed me. I'm like, really? I, okay. I, I, 
I actually have some agency and can make a decision for myself. Um, but some people feel honor bound to intervene in that way. And that kind of stuff actually isn't helpful at all. So um, we'll be back for the last segment in a few. And um, again, don't forget, you can write in with your questions. I look forward to getting them. And if you have a suggestion for the show, please write in and tell me what you want to learn about. We'll see you after a word from our sponsors. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this week it is Z is for Zoom sex. And um, with the lovely slave Sophie. And this is the last segment of the show. Um, so, what? we were talking about risk assessment just before the break and I'm imploring on people to actually do take the time to risk assess and get to know people. Um, And just because you're dating online for the first time and you're seeing them on zoom and you maybe there's another point to this actually as well. Um, You can get to know somebody for a long time online and when you meet them, everything's very different in terms of the relationship because often we don't realize that here the deal is um, people can hide bits of themselves. Sometimes they're trying to, sometimes they aren't. You don't really know somebody until you're up close and personal with them. And I know people argue with me about this all the time, but it's true. And I agree totally. (laughs) Yeah. So if you've developed this deep emotional relationship with someone and then you meet them and actually you don't really connect as well as you had hoped, Because Um, you've developed this deep relationship with who you think they are, not who they actually are. Yeah. And then what can happen is, though, it can feel very difficult to get out of it because you've you've got six months, eight months in. And I do think that that's one of the things with COVID that's that's an issue for people is they're putting a lot more time in 
before actually getting to touch somebody or to smell them or to go see their house or, you know, to, to be in, in person with them. And the longer people put in with somebody, the harder they find it to walk away. So I remind people that this is a very different situation than we're used to. And you need to remember that when you're finally in front of the person, it may not be what you thought it was. And there's really no way around that. No. And if it ends up that it's not what you thought it was, it's okay. It's okay. It's, you didn't waste your time. You learned so much from, from that time that you spent in that relationship. It's not a waste. I know. I think it's important to say that. I mean, I think people re- always tend to approach relationships like they're on a mission. And, yes. um, and so they seem to think that, that that's kind of a time waster, which isn't, which is sad, really. I mean, it's, so one of the things that I wanted to talk about um, before we came to the end is um, events and things. Um, I know of one regular munch that happens online right now. Um, and they, um, they have, so for those of you who don't know, munches are gatherings that are in normally in restaurants or pubs or bars and they're vanilla gatherings in that like people are not, usually not coming dressed in any fetish gear or any leather, anything, maybe sometimes, but they're usually um, coming and having drinks with people and eating with people and getting to know people. So like a meeting group. One doesn't expect, that's right. One doesn't expect to play at a munch. That's not, it's not that kind of a party. And it's a nice way for people to get together outside the dungeon that know each other, people who know each other to come and and socialize with people of like mind when they're not going to be playing. But it's also a really nice way to get to learn people in your community and meet people in your community if you're single in particular so that you can start meeting people and develop a relationship with them in a more natural environment Um, with less pressure on you, basically, because you're in it, you know that you're not being expected to do anything within that environment. So they are quite important, particularly for people, um, new people in the community. Um, Hang on, yeah, I normally wouldn't do that. But um, particularly for new people in the community, they are they are pretty important. Um, And COVID meant that a lot of them went away, but I know of a couple of them that are still running. And one of the ones that I know that's still running, um, they actually set a theme for these. And and that's because it's kind of harder to get as engaged and, and grab it as you would when you're walking in and you're seeing people and you can just walk up to someone's table and start your own personal conversation. I think that's one of the harder things about doing an event on Zoom is that, you know, you can, yes, you can put people in breakout rooms. Breakout rooms are wonderful. So you can absolutely, you can set up breakout rooms for people to go and have the conversation, but the only person who can do that is the host. So it's not even like you're getting to choose. So you're limited. That's right. So it's not like I can come on and I can say, oh, I see my friend Jay over there and I want to have that conversation. Let's go and have the conversation as I would in it in it. In, right. in, a, in a normal environment. But there is some fun stuff going on. And there are actually quite a few um, events going on that are online. I think the next one that's coming up in the leather world is Claw. And that's at the beginning of August. 
Um, and they're doing lots of teaching and stuff online. It's worth taking a look at. Um, one of the nice things about online events for, for people right now is you don't have travel expenses. So you can actually go and check things out. It's going to have a very different feel to it than the in-person events do, but it at least gives you the opportunity to go and do some learning without having to spend quite as much money as you might do for having to go to hotels and travel and things like that. And it'll get you a leg up when you actually do get to meet people. You'll you'll feel a lot more comfortable interacting with them. Absolutely. If, if you've seen them on a Zoom or a different platform. Right. So we are three minutes from the end. I want to thank you for, for being here. It's like, Sophie, this was great. Um, and then I want to tell thank you guys. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And I want to tell you guys what's going on next week. So next week, I'm starting the alphabet all over again, and I'm starting with an incredible show. The show is A is for Amendment, and we are going to talk about First Amendment and pornography and things like that. Ooh, good one. I, I am being joined by the amazing Barry Lynn. Now, I'm going to get you to do some homework. If you don't know who he is, this gives you some time to look him up. Go and check him out. You do not want to miss this show. Um, If you haven't gotten a copy of my erotic memoir yet, that's Dancing the Edge to Surrender, an erotic memoir of trauma and survival, you can check out drlauriebethbisbee.press, and that gives you the easy ways to grab a copy. We've got hardcover, softcover, ebook, and within the next 10 days or so, the um, audiobook should be up on Amazon as well. Also, check out my new podcast. Yeah, it is. It's really exciting. Do check out my new podcast, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee's Erotic Library, where you can hear some of the best erotica authors read their work and hear me read their work and me read my own work. You can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts or on Patreon, where if you join as one of my patrons at the $10 level, you can get extra interviews, extra erotica, swag, and entry to exclusive events. And the erotica, the extra interviews are interviews with the authors, so that's lots of fun. Also, I've got two different kinds of exclusive events going on at the moment. One is a Secret Suppers Worldwide Gathering. It's an exclusive gathering where we get together to talk issues and network. And if you think you might be interested, do email me for an application. And the other is my Fireside Erotica Evening, the first one of those, which will be starting in August. If you're interested, hit me up because that's by invite only, and it's going to be an awful lot of fun. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Please be safe, but do have a good time. And I look forward to seeing you all next week with A is for Amendment with the amazing Barry Lynn. Have a great one. We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Lori Beth at drlaurybethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of the A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Voice America Health and Wellness. See you next week.